You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Podcast is back, and what we're back with today is specifically for group fitness instructors. Um, there is definitely a little crossover if you're a personal trainer or a fitness professional of any type in this one. What I'm hosting now every month, and you'll find out the reasons why once you listen to the podcast uh, section itself, what I'm hosting now every month is a group fitness instructor call mastermind, where we get a lot of group fitness instructors together on a Zoom call, it's a Q&A, it's a chat with me, I'll give you some base content, and then the last half of it is the Q&A. You're going to be able to listen on this podcast to the first half of that call, which is my base content. The Q&A is not a part of this podcast. If you want access to the Q&A, come and do the calls. Um, and I also have recordings available that and some of my free courses. So in the show notes, you're going to see two specific links. Link one is to get access to the recording of this call. I can give you access to that straight away. And link two is to be on the second edition of the Group Fitness Instructor Mastermind chat with Ricky Long, which is going to be on the first Monday of November, um, which is either the first or the fourth. I've momentarily forgotten, but anyway, it, the link is in the notes. That's it. This is the podcast. This is Ricky Long, and this is a group fitness instructor special where my hope is these calls help you in your group fitness business. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. And then what I'm going to do with the recording afterwards, I'm going to use the good bits of the content to reproduce. But however, and when it comes to the Q&A part of this, I just want to share with you, I'm not going to share that content with anybody else. Okay, so only if you're on the call, will you be part of the Q&A. So you guys are on here. We have 11 people who are signed on the Zoom. And I think we've got 15 or so who are dialed in from different from different places. So speaking of different places, what I want you to do now is navigate your way to the chat box. And I want you to do two things. I want you to put in the chat box where you're dialing in from, where you're zooming in from, where you are basically right now on this planet, and what you had for breakfast or lunch if you've already had lunch. A lot of group fitness instructors on here so you probably had like your first lunch at like 11 o'clock so in the chat box i will not go on to the next slide until we have some information down uh borville birmingham um my laboratory in glasgow greek yogurt um uh, it's called a studio it's not called a lab uh, torbay bacon sandwich with ketchup ketchup that'll divide opinion thomas ketchup red sauce it's brown sauce what should you have in it uh porridge Awesome, awesome. Ers uh, Allen signing in from the mainland. <laughs> All right. So thanks uh, for getting into this. Washington, D.C., about to have breakfast. You are, what, five hours behind? So it'll be, it'll be 6 a.m. where you are. 5, 7 a.m.? Be one or the other. You can let us know. Basingstoke, awesome shopping centres in Basingstoke. I do remember. 7 a.m. Toast and marmalade. Natalie Bond. <laughs> Can't beat marmalade. Uh, right, so let me run you through what we're kind of calling the group exercise masterminds. Oh. Thumbs up if you can. Alan, can you see the slide? Okay there. It just says what? Yeah. 
Perfect. Yeah. So what is a mastermind? I have done masterminds. I've run them myself for various parts of my business and I've been part of other people's masterminds. So this is what a mastermind is. Okay. I want you to imagine cheese. You know that cheese with the holes in it? So everybody signed into this call right now or dialed into this call right now, you're all a piece of holy cheese, not religious, just a piece of cheese with holes in it. And your holes are different than my holes and my holes are different to your holes. So we have the 25 people on this call and we all have different holes. But if we put ourselves together, we will fill each other's holes. And that's what a mastermind does. It fills each other's holes. So there's holes in my knowledge which I hope you can fill. And there may be holes in your knowledge, which everybody else from the call will be able to fill. And that's what a mastermind does. I have this idea of running this call with no expectations once a month. And that's the plan. So this is the first one that you're on. I'm just letting some more people who are coming in uh, as well. Um, so that is the plan to do that. No expectations will last about 30 minutes or so. I will take some of the content from the start and I'll maybe publish it again as part of me on podcast. But the Q&A section on the second half, as I've already said, that's only going to be for this call. It will not be sent out. It is only for the call just so you know. Right. And the reasons why I've been wanting to do this, I've, I've been doing a lot of soul searching recently and I've been reading a lot of like, when I say personal development books, yes and no, a lot of autobiographies. And one of the main messages it's kind of kind of given me is like, what are you good at? What are you passionate about? What comes relatively easy to you? And what can you help others with? And I just keep coming back to like group exercise, group exercise. I'm reasonably good at group exercise. I Do I find it easy? Yes and no. I find it easy because I'm passionate about it. So it's always easier to like learn choreography or go and teach a class if you actually want to do it. If you don't want to do it, it, it becomes a lot more difficult. And a lot of you will know I've worked with Les Mills for a long, long time now. So I'm used to helping other group fitness instructors in my own personal business, I'm used to helping other fitness professionals. So quick, cheesy introduction. This won't take up too much of time. I do appreciate some of you um, will already know me and maybe seen some of these slides before. So that's me, originally from the mainland, Belfast, Northern Ireland. A lot of people think the other island in the UK is the mainland. Obviously, the mainland is, is Northern Ireland, which everybody knows. Um, Alan's nodding as well because we all know that. Originally from Belfast, lived in Scotland now since 2017. Alan, can you believe that? 2017. That's a whole World Cup. It's a whole four-year cycle. Lived here uh, for these four years. And we now stay on the, the west coast of Scotland. Um, where you'll see a lot of that on in Instagram and social media. And next, previously. So these pictures are actually in the wrong order. So originally I started my fitness career. That's meant to be the fitness first logo, but it hasn't cropped correctly. So originally I started with fitness first in like 2004, 2005, when I was actually 18. Now I'm obviously 24. Um, was in fitness first. I was a personal trainer. I did some group exercise. I did some fitness hours. 
I progressed my way to being the studio manager, which basically meant I was in charge of the blue role in the studio. Then I became the fitness manager, and then I was in charge of the blue role for the rest of the gym. Um, then I went into sales for a while, believe it or not, and I made sure the new members had blue role. Then I went management of the club, and not only did I make sure there was blue role in the gym, I was also responsible for ordering blue role, which is essentially what like management rules in the fitness industry does. Uh, when uh, about 2015, we opened Belong Fitness. So this is our own club, which we ran in Bangor in Northern Ireland, where we had in and around two, 300 members. It was a group fitness studio and it was a studio and it was our own little product, our own little baby. Lots of good memories from that. And then I went and took myself over to Edinburgh where I was in David Lloyd's as a fitness manager, which meant I got to not only, not only put Blue Roll in the gym, I also got to make sure the swimming area of the club also had Blue Roll. So it was a really, really big step up for me. Through all that time, from 2011, I've worked with Les Mills UK as a training presenter for uh, Works Les Mills Core, Body Pump and Grits. All that time, I've done personal training. I've had podcasts. We're now on 193 episodes, a quarter of a million downloads, which is absolutely outstanding. This year, Lindsay and I have kind of evolved our own personal training businesses into Project Me, which you'll see twice here. Um, this is completing Ironman a couple of months ago now. It feels like a distant memory. And this is Lindsay and myself with the, that's actually an, a dog, um, believe it or not. And that was uh, Causeway, which I, I know a lot of you will have, will have seen. Uh, a couple of interesting facts just to jump on. Represented Northern Ireland in two different sports on the same day, playing football for Northern Ireland. And in the afternoon of that day, I was swimming. Um, and in international events and also if there's anyone from Northern Ireland on this call and there's a few of you um, we pronounce this piece of food correctly it's called an enchilada uh, a lot of people call it an enchilada it's not it's an enchilada the e is an o just at the start just so you're all 100% clear now you all have it wrong basically me and Alan have this right <laughs> right on to, to today's topics now, let, before we go on to this, this only works as a Q&A if there's questions asked, because otherwise, otherwise it's death by PowerPoint for you. I love it. I'm just talking. I'm literally just sitting in my house talking to my laptop. So there you go. Have a read of that. You have already seen this. Give me a thumbs up any way you can once you have read all of that. We're basically relying on Alan because Alan's the only one with his camera on. <laughs> thumbs up. Brilliant, Thomas. Love that. He actually spelt it. That is absolutely class. Cool. And you'll notice the first four are in red because these are what I'm going to talk about today. Right? I'm not going to go through all of that today because I can't. However, in the Q&A section, if you ask questions on anything on the other side, on the bottom of that, that's absolutely fine. Beforehand, I message probably all of you. Um, I definitely tried to email all of you. 
and ask what specific questions you have for today. So this is what we're going to chat about today. So you've just read these first four. They were read on the last page. And these are kind of the average of what the questions you guys were talking about. And what I want to really, really emphasize just one more time. A lot of the things I'm going to say is my experience and my opinion and my expertise on things. You're going to have the same. You're going to have an opinion on something. You're going to have experience in something and you're going to have expertise in something. So if you want to jump in and add something, ask questions or not necessarily challenge each other, but help each other and, you know, fill each other's holes. You have that one. Please do that. Cool. So I'm just going to keep that on the, on the screen right now. So if you do want to take notes or screenshots, um, it's how to coach the groups and individuals. Like I said, this call. Up to 30 minutes is all we've time for. Um, so I want you to imagine you're teaching your group fitness class. Doesn't matter what it is. Les Mills, body pump. It can be grit. It can be Zumba. It can be CrossFit. It can be a boot camp. It can be a spin class. Anything you want. And I want you to just imagine you've got your class in front of you right now. And what we'll always have is the opportunity to coach to the group, generally, generically speaking and have the opportunity to coach to the individuals in that group. And the general rule of thumb is unless something's going wrong, we coach generally first and then individually second. So you set the move up for the group and then you'll look at how Ben, Jen and Len are moving. And then you, you find which one of Ben, Jen and Len need some help with. So what I challenge people to do is rather than coach generally and then individually, when you're doing the general coaching, make sure you're eyeballing someone at the same time. So when you're given that first initial cue, so let's just take a program. You'll probably all have some sort of relationship or opinion on. And um, we'll take a body pump. First moving body pump is always, always a 2-2 deadlift. Sometimes it's a 4 by 4 deadlift. Occasionally, occasionally they really mix it up. But if we go in to that class and the first thing we're going to say is, deadlift 2-2, two, two. we try to make sure you're always looking at one person. And then a little kind of hack to, to further that on is for the first track and what you're teaching, the next time you change the choreography in that track or change the coaching cue, always return and always look at Jen. So I'm generally coaching, I'm looking around the room, choreography is not going to be a 3-1, I'm looking back at Jen. Coach, 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 coach. I look back at Jen. So I'm always coming back to Jen every single time in that class. It's a generic cue, but Jen is also getting the benefit from that. And then for track two, leave Jen alone. She's just had a personal training session for like six, seven minutes here. So that was a long track. For track two, you do the same thing with somebody else in the room with Ben. You do the exact same thing and you can just rotate that around the group. Really, really powerful thing because you can give the generic coaching cue and then you can see how that's being landed by Ben or Jen themselves. And then you can individually fix them. The second thing that's going to do is, you know, again, you've probably heard this. It creates that connection within the room. So you're all getting eyes on each other and they know, well, actually, Ricky's not just here, just spewing out coaching cues and just going through the, the motions. He's actually looking and seeing and what's happening. 
there's uh, Craig, cheers, mate. <laughs> um, so that's just a little tip I can give you right here for coaching groups and individuals. Coach to the group, but you eyeball someone for every track. You can do it in just about every program and every track that you'll ever teach, regardless of what the, the type of class is. Um, so what I want you to do now is go into the chat box and uh, just let me know if that made sense to you or if there are any questions on that, if there's uh, any program you want to talk about specifically. So cheers, Dave. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I actually wanted to start the next bullet point with um with a question as well. So it's kind of bad plan on there. How to create massive impact while avoiding avoiding burnout. If you all had your camera on right now, I'd just say put your hand up, but in the chat box. Just like put a Y or an M. Have you ever had instructor burnout? A Y or a Yen, or if you've got your camera on, you just put your thumb up. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kate, great question. Let me come back to that. Was it Kate asked that? Yeah, Kate, yeah, I'll come back to that. Uh, so the majority of instructors just saying, instructor obvious here, just saying yes for instructor burnout. Um, burnout comes in like different kind. It's almost like a badge of honor for group fitness to say, oh, I had a burnout. I had a burnout. I have chronic fatigue. I had this. I had to spend a couple of days in bed, had to take some time off. It is almost like a badge, badge of honor. Um, and it's, you know, it won't surprise any of you. It is caused by doing too much at too high an intensity and not giving yourself uh, enough rest so let me just someone's popped themselves off mute there so i might do that if i see people come off mute i'll put you back on mute just so there's no embarrassing noises <laughs> um so yeah how to create that massive impact what we need to do as instructors is we need to realize we are doing more activity than an elite athlete we are eating worse than an elite athlete and we are getting less rest than an elite athlete. So elite athletes, footballers, athletics, rugby players, we do more than all of them. And they still get more rest than us. They also eat better than us because of chefs and cooks and that sort of thing. So what we have to do is we have to hack our system. We don't have a season. We teach 54 weeks a year and the elite athletes will have their season. So we need to work out a way how we can pull back in certain classes while still having the impact on our members that they came here for. So for example, if you're teaching, HIT classes are pretty simple to do this with. The majority of HIT classes don't require us as the instructor to do the full workout. So we can you know, set the weights down, step out of the workout, go and floor coach people. You can do it in cycle-based classes, spin classes, RPM, sprint, where you get off the bike and perhaps go and floor coach someone. So in, I know most of you will be connected to Les Mills here. By the way, this isn't just like a Les Mills call. It'll definitely benefit you if you teach Les Mills. Um, this call is not endorsed by Les Mills. Don't tell Les Mills we're doing this. What you can do as a Les Mills instructor is you pull back in certain classes pull back in certain tracks or in certain moments easy example i can give you is body pump on your on your monday night body pump maybe your squat weight might be 10 each side 
your Wednesday night body pump, it might be 12 each side, and your Friday morning body pump, because it's Friday morning, you just go five each side. So you have this wave of weights that you can lift. You do the same in combat and attack. You kick higher. You kick lower in some classes. You jump higher, jump lower. You take a few more options. Oh, but you're not meant to take options. We're meant to role model like elite fitness. Yes and no. Because if you never take these options and pull yourself back, come 54 weeks of teaching, 20, 25 classes a week at high intensity, you're going to be burnt out. Yeah, so you're not going to be role modeling anything. And if your members were in burnout as well, you'd be saying the same thing to them. So what's a good thing to do is if you get a piece of paper, uh, you don't need to do this now, but you just you map out your week. So Monday to Sunday, um, all the classes you teach. And if you just pick three instances in that week where you can pull back, three classes, you can pull back. Just start with three. Doesn't matter what three they are, just start with three. And what you'll probably find in those classes that you pull back, you'll probably see more of what's happening in front of you. So you'll probably be able to look after your members more, which will still give them the workout they came for because they're not actually there to see us work out. Sometimes we think that as the instructor, everybody look at me, everybody look at me, teach this class. They're actually there for their own workout. So if we just pull back a little bit and kick a little lower, jump, step out of the workout, get off the bike, whatever class it is you're teaching, and look after them, you'll actually create more impact for them. Yeah. Uh, Natalie's asked a good question. How many classes a week would you base this in for? Right, so that is a depends question, answer. So it totally depends. If you are only teaching one or two classes a week, and then all of a sudden you have to teach 10 classes a week. That's a massive step out. So you step up. You might need to pull back in quite a few of those classes. But right now, if you're teaching seven or eight classes at high intensity and you need to step up to 10 classes, it's not that big a shift. Yeah. So that any sports uh, strength and conditioning coach will say, if you increase volume on a week by week basis, never increase it by more than 20% because you'll increase injury by about 60%. So if you're teaching five classes a week and you want to teach more classes the next week, if you teach an extra two classes that next week, you've increased it by 40%. So you're going to be like 80, 90% more likely to get an injury, get fatigued. And that works the same way when we're talking about burnout. It'll take you a while to build it up. And for every person and instructor out there, you're going to have a sweet spot. Yeah. I, in my experience, and you can challenge me on this one or throw in your own, uh, my personal sweet spot for classes is about 10 a week, spread over five or six days. Sometimes I've done more, sometimes I've done a lot less. Yeah. And then it depends the mix of what you're teaching. So if you're teaching 10 um, body attack classes a week, you're going to be in a lot worse condition than you would be if you were teaching 10 yoga classes a week. So you've got to find that mix and that balance. So like I was saying, is if you just take your week, assuming most of you on this call are teaching in and around 10 classes a week, which I fully expect, just take three days, two days, two classes, three classes, whatever it would be, and think, right, these are the classes I'm going to pull back on. This is how I'm going to do it. Really, really powerful thing for you to do.
thumbs up if that was useful. You can write thumbs up in there again, Thomas. <laughs> uh, yeah, how to how to use your classes for your own training. So just to totally, I put this in on purpose, totally contradict what I've just said is our members aren't there to watch us work out. They're there for their own workout. It's good. Yeah, we can also use our classes for our own training as well. And the best way to use this is if you go into your class a little bit, either pre-fatigued or you're because you've trained beforehand or you use your class as some sort of ridiculously extended warm up for a training session you're going to do after the class. Traditional way to train that has kind of become popular is you go to the gym, you do some heavy weights, you do some light weights, you do some sort of metcon, you do some sort of finisher. Thumbs up if that sounds like painfully familiar. That's how we train. So we'll, we'll go and squat. We're going to do leg extensions um, as, as your other weights exercises. You'll do some sort of metcon like Tabata, you know, treadmill runs. Then you'll do some sort of finisher, which will be burpees. And that's how everybody trains. Start to use your class, your classes, as your metcon. And you can have a massive effect from going to the gym. Imagine how strong your legs would be in the bigger calorie burn as if you've got your spin class to teach tonight you turn up to the gym do five by five squats really really heavy weights you if you don't squat you do the leg press so you build up all that fatigue in the legs you you recruit all the muscle fibers shifting all the weight and then you just go and teach your class you don't need to fanny around using the leg press and the leg curl um, and hip thruster or the sex thruster as i call it you can now just use your class as your leg conditioning Oh, Ricky, I don't have time to do that because I can't get from one class to the other in time. Well, do it the other way around. Do your spin class and then train your legs afterwards. Go and do five by five on the leg press. The leg conditioning effect you'll get will not be that different because I used the analogy of elite athletes beforehand. So elite athletes train to perform at an event. Our event is our class. Yeah, so it won't actually make that much a difference. So we'd really, really empower you to do that. And then you can take the other little parts of your class. And like I said in the previous bullet point of when are the moments in your classes where you can potentially pull back? When are the moments in your classes where you can potentially go a little bit harder because you're using it as your own trainer? So here's what I do. I swim on a Tuesday and a Thursday, and I teach body pump on a Monday. I do not lift heavy weights at all for the shoulder track on a Monday because I know it'll affect my swimming on a, on a Tuesday. However, I'll swim early on a Thursday morning, and then about an hour and a half after I've finished swimming, I've got body pump. And that's the class where I do the combo track for arms, where I go stupidly heavy. And I do the shoulder track, the shoulder lunge track. And again, I go stupidly heavy because I'm trying to hack those together so as to get a benefit from it. When Lindsay was training for, for her run on her marathon, her little hack was 15 minutes on the, the stir monster, as I call it, you know, the revolving stirs, the horrible revolving stirs. 15 minutes of that. She goes and does her class, body attack, and then she does another 15 minutes on the stir monster. 
So you can get little hacks like that. Um, and like the, the other one for training at the weekend, Friday, if you were to do a weight-based class bef- before the class, you train arms. Because most people don't train Saturday and Sunday. If you do, it just it tends to be like kind of a token gesture. So, so it gives you all weekend to cover. You train your arms and shoulders really hard on a Friday. Then you do your classes. It gives you the weekend to recover. And I put this, I'll just move on to the last one then. Again, thumbs up if that was useful. In fact, do a different emoji. Do your, do your favorite emoji down in the comments box if that was useful. I just don't use the aubergine because it's not that type of call. <laughs> uh, and the last one, uh, I was going to do this, generic. I'm not even sure what that is. That some type of bird. Um, how do you use social media to promote your class and your own personal brand? And somebody did ask the question about social media, which I've taken out of there. That's why there's a couple of gaps in here. Yeah, Kate, it was you. So, right, we're all on, on social media. Um, in some way, shape, or form. So the first thing you want to do is you, you work out who you're posting content for. Yeah, the mistake a lot of fitness professionals make, being there, being there, a lot of fitness professionals make is they post content for other fitness professionals. So the mistake I see a lot of Les Mills instructors make is they'll post something about their teaching and it refers to the coaching layers. It's kind of like, okay, that's that's great. There's nothing wrong with that content, but does that benefit your members? Because your members don't have the foggiest about a coaching model. Yeah, They just want to go and do their track, do their workout as well, uh, as you be saying. So if you want your class members to follow you on social media, you should be posting content which benefits them. So if you're teaching a body attack class and you're – your original post is a video of you teaching body attack and your original caption was, um, look at me, I'm in body attack. I'm in teaching the three dimensions of body attack and I'm so aerobics and I'm so sporty right now. Well, your members don't care about that. I'm impressed. I'm a fitness instructor. I'm a Les Mills instructor. That, that impresses me, but you're not trying to get me to follow you. You're trying to get your members to follow you. So instead, use the same video and just change the caption. This is the sports dimension of body attack, which is the best dimension for agility, which will help support and stabilize your knees. The aerobic zone, I'm making crap up here, by the way, body attack is not my, not my forte anymore. Uh, the aerobics part of body attack is where you'll burn the most calories and burn the most fat and get the most toned. Yeah. Remember, fitness instructors, we're all fitness instructors. We are the ones who have a problem with the word tone. Ben, Jen, and Len in the gym, they understand what tone is. They understand what weight loss is, so use their language. Ben, Jen, and Len want to, want to lose weight and tone up, whereas we're all fitness instructors. We don't want to tone up and lose weight because we're too sports science related. We want to burn fat. We want to lose body fat, and we want to build muscle mass. Jen, Ben, and Len don't want to do that. They don't have a level two. They don't understand. So back to the original point, how do you use social media to promote your classes in your own personal brand? Post content your members want. Content they're going to be. Then at the end of your class, to come to the original question of what uh, 
Kira was asked is, if you feel awkward about, you know, asking your members to follow you on social media, give them a reason to follow you. Give them something to go to your page to find. Say, so guys, uh, that, that's the end of Body Attack today. Um, my name's Ricky Long. Listen, if you want to get better at tuck jumps, I posted a video on the YouTube channel last night. So if you go into my YouTube channel, you'll see that video. Guys, um, I love putting these spin playlists together. Um, I did a poll on the Instagram story for what type of music that you want. Go into the Instagram story and vote for the type of music that you want. The point I'm trying to make there is give them a reason to follow you on social media. If you've done a post, five things you need to know as a first time, first time to my Zumba class. So tell them that so as they can go and find it. Give them the reason to follow you. Um, yeah, thanks guys. And then for those of you who are group fitness instructors and personal trainers, you can get double bubble on that as well. So what I mean by double bubble, if you're, if they've just done your spin class, guys, if you want to get better at spin, what you should actually be doing is like some strength and conditioning work. I've just posted a workout on the personal training page of, you know, that would be perfect for all, all the cyclists in the room. So go and, go and check out that page. And if there's anything else I can help you with, give us a shout. It's at RickyLong42. To give them the reason to follow you. Because otherwise, it is just a bit weird. Hey, hey, uh, could everybody follow me on social media? Yeah, that's a bit weird. I'll give you one thing I do. Um, so before I do run Les Mills modules. So when I post on social media, I am posting for fitness instructors. I'm not posting for my members, mainly posting for fitness instructors. So when I do a module for Les Mills, I'll send them an email before we they come and do the module. And in that email, I put two links in there to my podcast. The first podcast is what you need to know before you come and do a Les Mills module. And the other podcast, I have a specific one for CX Works, Body Pump and Grit. So I give them a reason to listen to my podcast. I could do the same. So you guys listen to this. You could do the same with a Facebook group, your Facebook page, your business page, your personal page, your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever it is that you use on social media. There's that first question answered already. So I'm just going to pause, drink the coffee. So that is the first half of this call done. What time are we on yet? Yeah, we're just coming up to 20, or sorry, half past. So we've got about 10 minutes left. The five bullet points you can see on your screen right now are what we we'll want to talk about now. But what I want you to do is into the chat box and just comment in a question, a wondering, anything that we can help you with here. Because what I want to do is I want to fly through this and open the floor to all of you. So is this, you know, 30 minutes that you've spent with us today is beneficial. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. That's it. That's all you're getting. As I said at the start of the podcast, um, I can give you on the podcast a little bit of the base content for all of these calls. If you want access to the Q&A, 
there's specific links in the show notes. There's a link for you to get access to the call and you can watch the callback or listen to the callback uh, and or you can be part of the future calls, which we do plan to do uh, every month as long as I feel that people are getting some sort of benefit from it and I'm enjoying it. We're going to do these calls first Monday of every month. Link in the show notes. Any feedback, give us a shout. If you like listening to this podcast, um, please do message me. Tag me on social media. DM me, whatever way you want to do it. Um, and let me know what it was you enjoyed about this podcast. Catch you soon. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.